Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. So today, the posting of this is Monday of Holy Week. I'm going to read a passage from Matthew 27, beginning in verse 57, and then we're going to pray and, frankly, just today, reflect briefly on this passage, but really more uh, set up our time for how we're going to approach Holy Week, where Christians all over the world uh, prepare their hearts for the death, and burial, and resurrection of Jesus. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. So Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn in the rock. And then he rolled a great stone to the door of the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there, sitting opposite the tomb. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, I pray for um, our hearts today on this Monday, early in Holy Week, for you to help us to hear the word of the Lord. I pray that we would prepare our hearts to think about, frankly, dark things, that we would focus on the cross, on the betrayal of Jesus, Lord. I pray that you would give us the grace to be faithful this week as we move toward Easter. But Lord, help us not to rush there. Help us not to get to Easter too soon. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So we're about to embark upon a journey that will lead us into the darkest days of Jesus, his life, and the friends of Jesus. Um, Imagine from their perspective as we walk through this week how disorienting, how devastating this week would have been for them. Christians all over the world will be marking time in their own way, moving toward the cross. And we invite you here at Renewing the Center to join us as we move toward the cross. Holy Week, I think, is a unique time. It's a beautiful time for Christians to think about things that we don't typically want to think about. Uh, We live in a world where um, we're uncomfortable with thoughts of death and betrayal, of loss, and that's what Holy Week really is all about. But maybe this year, more than any other year, we're prepared for Holy Week. We have been through so much over the last year, and in many places, and maybe where you're listening to me today, it seems like better days are ahead of us regarding the pandemic and various things, and yet, goodness gracious, uh, we've been through so much. We've counted our losses, and so my hope for you is that you would be able to settle into um, that mindset as we enter into Holy Week, that you would be able to walk with Jesus into some dark places. And y'all, I think that's one of the big invitations in front of us. Um, I believe the Lord wants us to be willing to follow him down some dark roads. If we don't know how to get with God in the midst of darkness and uncertainty, then we'll struggle to find God to be near to us and relevant as we live our lives. And so I want us to sit with this passage and to really ask some questions and to reflect, uh, not just on the passage itself, but on Holy Week as we walk through it. So first, there are three named people in this passage, three named people who are for and with Jesus, Joseph of Arimathea, Mary Magdalene, and the other Mary, the text says. I believe that these three embody the essence of Holy Week. They they embody the essence of following Jesus into dark places, as I just said. So Joseph first, a rich man, a man of power, a man of privilege. 
he took great pains to collect the body of Jesus. He, he paid for it. He prepared Jesus's body for burial. Um, he loves Jesus and he lays Jesus in his own tomb. And I was thinking about that just a little bit ago as I was writing this talk. There's something really beautiful about that, symbolic almost, that Joseph makes space, not just space in his uh, day-to-day life for Jesus, but he makes space in the place where he was meant to be placed in death. And that place becomes Jesus's place in a way that Joseph could not truly, there's no way he could have understood this. He allows Jesus to take his place in death. Jesus being one who steps into the place of death that was ultimately meant for Joseph. It's a powerful thing to think about. How is Jesus stepping into the place where we would be uh, meant to die? How does he step into that space and occupy it for us? So that's Joseph, but let's sit with Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. These women are there, um, literally the text says, just sitting opposite the tomb. And I was thinking about them relative to sitting opposite the tomb, and I'm thinking, what are they doing? You know, what Some of the gospel lessons give us a sense into what they were there to do, that they had brought, one gospel tells us they had brought uh, spices, hoping someone would roll the tomb away. Here we're told that they're there as the tomb is being rolled um, The stone is being rolled, and so that might mean that they'd anointed Jesus' body, and then they just stay there. They just sit there. And the more I think about it, the more I think that these two Marys represent being present in grief and loss and uncertainty. They don't do what a lot of the men did. They don't snap to action or run and go home. They sit opposite the tomb. And I've been wondering, what does it mean for me to follow Jesus into the darkness and sit opposite the tomb? What does it mean for me to uh, sit still in unresolved spaces, places where I feel sad or afraid or confused? Mary and Mary, I think, give us an example or a template of how to sit opposite Jesus, even when things are really, really painful and unsure. They didn't have a plan, not that we're told. They just wanted to be proximate to Jesus. And if you think about it, they were doing for Jesus in his death what they had done for him in his life. They were near to him. So what does it mean for us to be near to Jesus this week? It's one thing to be near to Jesus in your hopes and dreams. It's one thing to be near to Jesus in the resurrection. And we're going to get there, but not yet. What does it mean for you to be near to Jesus in the darkness? I believe that there's something here for us that if we'll think about what does it mean for me to follow Jesus down a dark road and then sit opposite him in the tomb, we'll, we'll see redemption happen. We'll redeem time during this holy week. So at my church on Friday, we're going to have gather for two services for Good Friday. But before we get there, I want to say this. Um, I believe that you and me are meant to imagine a world without Jesus for just a few short days. We're meant to follow these friends of Jesus down a very, very dark path. So here's what's going to happen during Holy Week. Early parts of the week, Jesus is going into Jerusalem. He's teaching and preaching. There's talk of betrayal as the Passover emerges and is coming close and approaches. On Thursday, Jesus will be betrayed by one of his closest friends. After the Last Supper, they go to the garden and pray, and then the betrayer comes. On Friday, Jesus will be handed over and murdered in an unjust and horrific way. On Saturday, his body will lie in the grave. His disciples will sit opposite him. Some will run away. Others will hide in fear. On Sunday, Jesus will rise. 
but I want to encourage you not to rush to Sunday. I believe that this week is an invitation and an opportunity for us to follow Jesus, like I said, down some dark paths, to not rush to the happily ever after. I think that's one of our American sicknesses. We, we're so uncomfortable with, with pain and uncertainty that we rush to happy places. And maybe the pandemic has shaken a little bit of that out of us. Well, this week we have an opportunity to sit with Jesus in the darkness. Welcome to Holy Week, friends. Father, I pray for my friends and I ask for your grace to carry us as we walk into Holy Week. I pray, God, that this last week of the Lenten season would be fruitful for you, for me, for all of us, Lord. I pray, God, that we would grow in our faith as we look toward the resurrection without rushing to the resurrection. God, we want to follow you down some dark paths. Help us now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you felt moved or inspired by something in this podcast, an idea, an image, or an impression, carry it with you into your day as a prayer, coming back to it again and again in the spaces throughout your day. Be curious about what God wants to show you. What in your life needs to hear this word of encouragement, inspiration, or course correction? And be courageous in your response. The Holy Spirit will give you the grace to carry out whatever He places on your heart. And thank you for being with us today. We look forward to having you with us again next time here at Renewing the Center. Mm-hmm.